That's Pogazi, Teta Makala, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now, Teta Makala, um, but focusing on an issue that is a concern. 62% of births um, in, in, in our children's uh, birth certificates uh, do not have the details of fathers. I mean, when you see that statistic, and it comes from Stats SA, and on the same token, you find a post that has 50,000 hits of a father who says, I have been trying uh, desperately to get hold, uh, to gain access to my child and have been deprived. And uh, the many respondents were saying, I too, I too, were bound to have this conversation. And I, I, I have to mention that uh, we're not uh, specific to a, a a specific issue and individuals, but speaking um, to the challenge of uh, fatherless children in our country and speaking to fathers who want to reach out, who want to be part of their children's lives, um, but are denied access. And that's what we're going to be focusing on and joining us in studio um, due to uh, the legal uh, issue that's currently underway between him and his wife. He's going to be anonymous. Good afternoon, anonymous, and welcome. Hi, Chris Holder. Thank you for having me. And we also have um, Sbusiso Kheta, who's joining us uh, as a father, who actually is one of the respondents amongst many, who says, I empathize with this father. I was suffering the same case. Um, It's been, well, at the time of the post, he had said that it's been 335 days of not um, speaking to my 14-year-old girl and and my 12-year-old boy. Amazingly, I raised them from ages 2 and 8. And now I can't, I don't even know where they are. Um, no one has consulted me. And every time I inquire, um, I, 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 find, I find no joy. And uh, father's cases are never listened uh, to and attended to. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, uh, Sbusiso. Sbusiso, maybe if you can just uh, tell us about your journey. I, I know that I touched on it a little bit. How many days has it been, has it been now? Uh, and, and what is it that you did to try and gain access to your children? Uh, if I can be as brief as possible, uh, in my case it's from uh, 19 September last year. Mm-hmm. So when, it, when we get to the 19th of September, they say it will be a full year. I haven't seen them, I haven't spoken to them, not even over the phone. Sure. And uh, on the, okay, when they were taken on the 19th, and the first thing that I did, because I wasn't even, even aware who took them, mm. uh, I went to the police and tried to mention the situation, how it happened. And uh, one of the police said, try informing everyone that you know. Mm. And uh, eventually I got hold of the maternal side of the um, grandmother of the maternal side and uh, uh, all she could say uh, she said she'll show me who she is and uh, so that was on the 19th of September and on the 21st the first thing I did I went to uh, to what you call this place uh, 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 not, not Sasa the other place uh, for, I don't know the the family one yes yes okay Farmsa. That, that, yes that was on the uh, on the 20th because they were taken on the and on the 19th and they tried to phone her and uh, she mentioned a whole lot of things which which one of them I could understand because I wasn't even married to to the mother of the or to, to the to her daughter 
But, but you are the father. Yes, I am the father. And uh, from that, my daughter, since she was born, she was with me. Uh, it was the first time she was away from me last year. And my son as well, the same case. And like and you said, that single-handedly you've raised them. Where was the mother when you were raising them? Uh, their mother passed away uh, when my daughter was two years uh, and uh, my little boy was about uh, seven, eight months. Sure. And then, uh, because she, we were staying together with her, so the, mm. kids, the kids were left with me. So I, I had to raise them from from then until last year to be taken away. And and you're saying that uh, the mother-in-law says, um, I'll show you who I am when you ask uh, why she took the ch- the kids away. Uh, surely there must be something that you've heard, Smusi, um, uh, so that they are blaming you off. And I'm not saying that you, you're doing this unduly, um, but I'm, I'm just trying to understand their perspective so that we balance this conversation because they are not here to speak for themselves. Yes. Uh I think I'll, I'll mention uh, two or three things that uh, I know that they uh, they started all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the first one was was uh, with the issue that uh, you know they wanted me to register the kids for for government grant. And I said I don't really need to. That was the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really need to register them. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm not well off, but uh, we, we are fine. We can manage. That was the first issue. Okay. And uh, the second second one, when my daughter was doing grade uh, seven, mm-hmm. there, there was an issue that I have to take her to, to boarding school. Now, it, now because all these years I wasn't just alone. Uh, my ma- my mother was was helping me as well because mm-hmm. I can't just claim that I was alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother was helping me to raise them. Then I said, no, I, I'm not going to take uh, my daughter to boarding school. Firstly affordabilities beyond me secondly mm. uh, wherever they are studying now it, it, it's it's a good school so it will be okay mm-hmm. and it started getting worse and then the third one which I think was the peak of it and uh, they find a loop of taking them away because I, I don't want to start and lie and say uh, my girlfriend mm. uh, that I had there was an incident and I was away and that uh, she got into an argument with my daughter, who was then uh, uh, 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, got an argument, and then there, there was a punishment that that went over. That happened, which I, I think they got the, the biggest loop of, of taking them from from me. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the three incidents that I, I can for, can confirm that they really, really was the issue. In spite of the list that she mentioned when we went to court. Mm. The other things uh, I just assumed they were like uh, a build-up just to make sure her, her case is taken on and uh, I'm looked on the uh, like the bad person. Are you still side. with your girlfriend? Yes, I'm still with her. All right. Okay, we're going to take um, a, a spot break, pay the bills. When we return, uh, we hear um, the uh, story from Anonymous. Discussions impacting your life the most. 
Indeed, conversations that impact uh, people's lives the most. And right now we're having a conversation with fathers. Um, this is Men Talk. Uh, Amaji Damajens um, is what we call the feature uh, where we have conversations with men. And uh, to this afternoon we're looking at uh, fathers who feel excluded uh, from accessing their children. And we've heard uh, from Sbusi Soheta, uh, who is a father who feels um, excluded, raised his children uh, from ages of two and and uh, eight months when their mom passed on and uh, now the grandmother stepped in and took the children away and uh, reasons have been mentioned and uh, we also have uh, anonymous in studio good afternoon and we're saying anonymous because we did receive correspondence uh, from your partner's lawyers um, who feel and and partly we agree um, because we need to protect the children um, that when we mention your name uh, the child will be implicated and uh, therefore uh, complying uh, with the law in this country and uh, we're not going to mention your name. Chris Holder, I do find that a bit ironic that I got a letter from the lawyer when I was sitting downstairs on my email address saying that he's on holiday um, and he's not responding to anything regarding my child. So it's quite amazing that when I get onto radio, he suddenly is off holiday and he is now... uh, emailing the SABC about uh, me not being able to speak uh, and mention my name. Uh, the second part of that, of course, is, uh, is that my partner and wife uh, can demonstrate herself on national magazines in this country with, with my child on the cover of those magazines without uh, consulting with the father in terms of uh, his rights or the child's rights in terms of uh, using him in publication. So it's very unfortunate that that uh, that I can't get into my name and but but I do understand that that obviously we need to protect my child and and uh, obviously I've got no interest in, in in doing more damage to him than 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 what has already been done so let's talk about your story I mean a year ago you had this amazing uh, wedding and uh, a couple of months later we hear now 50,000 hits uh, what prompted the post um, before I start, if I could just say to Cecil that I really feel his pain and I really feel his anguish. And uh, I think it's uh, the unspoken part to fathers who are alienated from their children. It's it's like grieving somebody who's alive. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the grieving process never ends. I think that's the best way I can describe it, and I'm sure he would agree. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of my story, um, obviously we were married uh, sort of in the beginning of, of, of last year. Um, we had been in a relationship for, I would say, eight, nine years prior to that. Um, I would go as far as to say that a really good relationship. I think people around us were equally surprised that, that this has happened. Um, our son was born uh, sort of mid last year. And, and from that moment, I sort of I, I picked up issues. Uh, uh, you know, these are these are very complicated uh, things for a man, especially to say that that to talk about the great sort of postnatal depression devil. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 very hard to to sort of bring up. Even as a woman, it's hard to bring up. I think that there is a lot of pressure on women today, in particular working mothers, career mothers, um, to to uh, focus on both career and and raising raising a child. And and to a large degree, I think that women put a lot of pressure on other women to be a certain type of mother and to not fit within that profile of what the perfect mother for example may be i think is a very difficult thing to 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 sort of comprehend one of the things that i know as as a woman um is that there must be a trigger 
um, there must be something that has led uh, to where you are now indifferent uh, with your, your former partner. Uh, and, and we're not going to get in the detail of that because right now you're diagnosing that it could have been um, postnatal depression. But what are some of the reasons that he she's giving um, for you to be denied access? Well, um, I think if I can just start in the beginning of that, and, 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 and again, I mean, nobody takes pleasure in this, um, in admitting sort yeah. of this. Um, but I mean, at the time, I was unemployed, struggling financially. My wife was definitely the uh, the caregiver of the home or the financial provider of the home. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a stay-at-home father who, who uh, looked after his son and performed all duties that a in captions a household mom would do you know the cooking the grocery shopping the cleaning of the house the the looking after the child and was this in agreement with your partner um it was initially an agreement i i felt that she was picking up a issue related to that she she kept trying to sort of bring a caregiver into the situation Um, and I sort of kept fighting the concept of, of, of a caregiver. I mean, I'm here capable of raising my own child. Why do we need a caregiver to look after our child when I'm here doing exactly that? Um, I think the major issue, and I, I think it was a, a, not I think it was a major surprise to me, she started talking to me about a divorce. Um, obviously, I contested the idea of a divorce. I mean, considering that he was only a good few months of age at that time. Um, you know, being adults and I think all parents out there would sort of testify to the fact that when you have your first child, it is a major disruption to your marriage. It is a major disruption to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't sleeping as well as what they should. Um, our son happened to be an extremely colic child. And again, for all parents out there who have had colic children, you know that that brings a, a certain amount of extra stress to it. Um, I contested the, the, the idea of a divorce vehemently. Um, she's fully aware of that. Uh, I even got to the point of saying that for the sake of our son, even if we need to have a pretend relationship for a certain amount of time, you know, we were both sort of adults who brought a child into this world and, and, and we had a certain responsibility um, to, to provide him with a family environment. Um, I mean, even the idea of providing with a family environment is all mentioned within the Children's Act. I mean, these are, these are all very sort of positive things to aspire to. Um, she was in disagreement with it. I was then woken up in early December by uh, two armed members of SAPS with uh, automatic rifles in my bedroom to serve me with a interim protection order. Um, the interim protection order obviously had a host of accusations attached to it. I then fought off that protection order in February next year, and it was awarded or won in my favor, dismissed. Ironically, after the first order was dismissed, I then received another attempt at an interim protection order, given, you know, remembering that I have not either seen my wife or my child now since early December. And in, I think, sort of end March, beginning of April, received another interim protection order. I mean... So protection order says that she feels threatened. Yeah, she... she and your response to that? Um, I, think the, I think the magistrate responded to that perfectly by dismissing uh, every accusation that was in that uh, protection order and again you know these are sensitive topics we obviously also live mm-hmm. in a country where where women are under threat um, uh, I'm not denying that I, I'm not an anti-woman activist but but what amazes me is that a individual can walk into a domestic violence court purely on the words of an affidavit uh, get an interim protection order served uh, with no evidence attached to it and, and this happens to and I'm sorry to say it it, it happens to men a lot over and over and over again that there there are men out there the idea behind the protection order and i'm probably going to irritate uh, uh, sort of divorce lawyers out there 
The idea of the protection order is not actually about what the protection order is about. It is the first step in legal trickery in the alienation of you and your child. So the Domestic Violence Act then supersedes and uh, basically underestimates the Children's Act. All right, uh, we um, obviously are not mentioning your name um, because uh, there is an ongoing litigation in the High Court at uh, the Children's Court. Uh, we have to mention it in that way. The matter is also with the family advocate, and and this is why we're not mentioning your name and just focusing on the issue. and And thank you for bringing the issues up. No we're going to take a news break, and uh, uh, when we return, we take your calls. And perhaps you are a father uh, who also feels aggrieved that uh, you are not having access to your family, or perhaps you are a person who feels you would not uh, give access uh, to your partner for reasons that uh, you will uh, share with us. And uh, we heard earlier on from Sbusiso Cheta uh, saying, uh, you know, one of the reasons I feel like um, they wanted to access the grant and um, my child was uh, suggested to go to a, a boarding school, which I was totally against. And my daughter had an agreement and ended up being punished by my girlfriend. And I know that a lot of families that would be angered uh, by that. But, you know, with both cases, cases I, I sit here and i wonder where are the families because um, you know as african people uh, we we use families um, to intervene uh, where we have disagreements and uh, we seem to be running so much into courts i wonder where are the families here's the news headlines with Utsile Saku. here there and everywhere yeah. safm 104.4 FM in Hermanus. Now, South Africa has uh, one of the highest rates of absent fathers in sub-Saharan Africa. And according to release figures in a 2017, 897,000 of registered births um, occurrences in South Africa, 62 of those births have no father's details. And how do we address this? And, and you know, whilst looking at this and, and seeing it as surely an African shame, it's, it, it really what happens to those children uh, and how do we ensure that they grow up balanced, um, knowing the love of both a father and, and a mother and the contribution of both parents in their lives. And then you come across a post um, of a, a father who's crying out uh, to say, I, I would like to access my child but the family is preventing me from uh, doing this my former partner is doing uh, is preventing me from doing this and and then there's a father who also responds uh, the the mother-in-law uh, is preventing me from uh, accessing my children what do we do to help these fathers and uh, without uh, exposing children um, unduly? Uh, you you are still, uh, as, as we take your calls on 0891-104-207, uh, Anonymous, you are still um, mentioning, I, I asked the question, where are the families? I think the, the, the families tend to get involved with one side or another, it would appear that way, and it appears that way in, in my situation. I mean, not only has my son been alienated from his father, uh, he's been alienated from my entire family. My mother can't get access to him. My brother can't get access to him. My aunts uh, uh, cannot find out. For the record, I mean, much the same as Sibusiso. I mean, I think I only found out where my son was living three months ago. 
uh, I have received one update as to his well-being in eight months. I haven't seen him in over 250 days. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as much as that, I appreciate the fact that there's a high court uh, action in place, but there is currently no order against me in any law in South Africa that prevents me from seeing my child. Uh, the Children's Act specifically states that fathers, especially within marriage, have co-parental rights and responsibilities. Um, and it amazes me that with full parental rights and responsibilities, a individual can simply not allow you to have access to your child. So does your family have access to the children? Uh, not from my side. Not from your no, side. Not, All right, not. let's take your calls. Uh, KG is joining us from uh, Bloemfontein. Good afternoon, KG. Afternoon. Thank you very much for taking my call. Most welcome, sir. Yes, I just like to say myself personally, got a question of feeling excluded. It's a question of actually being excluded. Exactly. Yes, my son will be turning 10 on the 26th of this month. I think everything was okay in the first two years of his life. For the past eight years, there's been a lot of drama, chaos, mm. all the work. I spent almost two and a half years <coughs> running in and out of the children's court, the office of the Family Advocate, FAMSA, etc., etc. I'm currently in possession of a court order from the children's court outlining my rights, obligations, and responsibilities as a father. Mm. But his mother has made it a point to frustrate me out of his life, such that I take a decision. It is better for my for the sake of my peace of mind and my son's well being to at least maybe step back a bit until I'm able to figure out what the problem with the woman is. And so many she made a lot of allegations way. against myself. I've said to her, if there is allegations against me, there's a proper forums direct those allegations. Mm. Such that if, if I'm excluded, I'm excluded lawfully. Not she herself deciding no, I'm not gonna see my son. So, you know, sometimes it's not to say uh, the children are fatherless because they are fatherless. Mm. Sometimes it's the women. You know, for reasons I'm not you honestly, I, I, I can say it to you now. I have got no idea what is it that I've done mm. for this person to decide that I should be kept out, out of my son's life. I met him at his school, uh, you know, informally. We, we, we meet there, we chat, we do everything. But I cannot keep him up as a court order direct sure. on, on, on Friday on holidays, et cetera, et cetera. It's putting all kinds of impediments in the way. You know, there was even at some point an intervention from a group of professionals, your mm-hmm. play therapy, your child psychologist, all those people to, to try to investigate what the problem is. The moment Thank you, KG. Thank you. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, this one, this is one of those topics um, that are very sensitive and has uh, sparked a lot of emotions uh, from a lot of, of people and uh, give us uh, that chance to take as many as we possibly can. Um, obviously, we're not just driven by the many and, and the numbers, uh, but getting to the heart of the conversation. Vincent in Nelspreit, good afternoon. Yes, how are you, Chris Elder? I think I'm sad, hey? This is tragic. <laughs> what happens to children when we feel like this as parents? Yeah, look, exactly. look, our relationships, it, there's some time when it takes a strain, but uh, I don't think we're hanging it well. Mm. So uh, the same thing, look, uh, I, w- I would do a repetition of what this guy says, Evan. And I, I just think, look, uh, I, I want to thank you for, for this. I think it's a first on its own.
where you give us also a chance to ventilate and to say exactly how we feel. Because I, I always think that uh, this was one-sided whereby we hear only the one side of the moms and uh, we're not given a chance. So, uh, look, uh, I'm not relieved. Uh, it's open up wounds, but it's almost a similar story where we get into a relationship, there is a baby, everything is fine, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, something happened, and uh, uh, with me, we're in a relationship. We had a child, and we brought out the child together, right? We're not married. Mm-hmm. Brought out the child together, some infidelity got there along the way. She, if she was going to respond, probably she was going to respond somehow, but uh, I know what I've seen. Some infidelity got there along the so way. So, Vincent, when you say infidelity got in the way, you cheated? No. They, they, I was nearly short. I was nearly short when I, I visited her in uh, uh, one of the areas where she was working. I was oh. nearly short where they were staying. We're not staying in the same area. So, I was nearly short. Uh, by those guys. So hmm. after that, uh, they, uh, I ultimately went and opened up a case and uh, were called. Uh, uh, he said that the case should be interrupted, uh, interrogated. It became what? A counseling session. Mm-hmm. And when it became a counseling session, now it was three of us. The new boyfriend, myself, and the, and the girlfriend at the center. So how, then, how are children affected by all this drama that you, you are articulating no, no, right no, now? No, it did, because I could not even see my child after that, because mm-hmm. I was afraid of this guy. I know this guy is a gangster. Yeah. So I was afraid of this guy, because they even came to where I was working and threatened me at the work area. Oh. So, so even now, I'm not seeing that child. That child is almost like 15 years now. Oh. I'm paying maintenance, I'm doing everything, but then, look, I cannot go, even if they can now give me an access or uh, what, because we ended up going to court. Mm. I'm afraid I might not come back, because the mm. guy, I know him. He's a professional now, but I know he's still a gangster. But how so is this saying, guy, why is he interfering in your business and your partners and the child? Is, he is interfering because even during those court cases, he was the one representing the girlfriend, yeah. uh, the wife now. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Vincent. What is going on? All right, we continue <sighs> taking your calls uh, straight after this. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. All right, taking your messages uh, quickly. SMS's Kancho. Uh, Kancho says uh, mothers decide not to place uh, fathers on certificates because uh, more than two uh, may be identified as fathers. Yo. And this is the case of Abu Udadaku, right? Uh, in, in an African culture, you don't take somebody's daughter without family negotiations and paying lobola. Uh, any kids out of this uh, belong to the daughter's parents, and that's Mbasa in Eastern Cape. And I guess uh, that's uh, to you, um, because you were married, um, uh, Anonymous. Mm. Uh, so that would be to you, Sibusi. So were you married uh, to your wife? Or, well, to, to your the late... Uh, customary. Customary. So you did pay Lobola. Uh, those yes, children I- then do belong to you. All right, let's go to KGM in Kimberley. Good afternoon and welcome. Griselda and, and your guest, good afternoon and to the listeners. Look, Griselda, mm. I don't want to repeat what has been said. I'm a victim. Um, my, my baby mama left us when she was two 
two months. Jeez. I raised her up to when she was got to be five. When I saw her behaving like a tomboy because she was eating everything and being a monkey do monkey feel like a mm, baby. I she made was it daddy's girl. Look for the mother and got her back in our, in our lives. When when I I gave her the opportunity to be a mother, she ran to court and claimed all sorts of things, and I never saw my daughter until now. Now Jeez. here's the point. I'm, I'm solution based. Mm. I, I made contact with the, the boyfriend and I said to him, look, currently I father two kids who are not my biological father, uh, mm. uh, children. Mm. You will not tell the difference. You will, you will dismiss any notion that they are not my biological kids. Fathers, let's do each other favors if we have to. When you get into a woman's life and you find her with children who she doesn't want the biological pa- pa- father to be part of, Love those kids, care for them as though they are yours. But I'm sure also encourage her to to include their father. It's only fair. And we can fight this battle from that perspective. We can can say to ourselves as fathers, if I can encourage the woman I'm with now to say, give the father access. Hmm. Allow the father to care for the child. Allow that natural relationship that is so necessary to exist. If we can do that as men, as fathers, in these new relationships, yeah. in these new marriages, we will win this battle. Thank you very much, uh, KGM. Bruno and Kimberly, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you very much, uh, KGM. Oh, Bruno. Hi, KG. Hi, good afternoon and welcome. Yes, yeah, thank you. Listen to KG, I would just like to say that uh, I can really relate to uh, Anonymous there by you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm in the litigation uh, case as well, or my case still at the went to the family advocate again and so forth. I'm sorry, but yeah, my wife did exactly the same as these. Um, I've been driving now and I'm listening, and with the trickery of going to get interdict against you and uh, playing you out as being a, an aggressive person or something, and they can't even prove it, mm. and then use it with proof that herself and her family might be the aggressive ones. I mean, I've been assaulted by my father-in-law uh, with my three-year-old child on my hip. Mm. Um, he beat me with a wheel spanner Jeez. over my skull. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. Uh, boyfriend's friends beat me up. Goodness. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And still, the family advocate, uh, I've put forth all the evidence and everything, and the family advocate just decided, you know what? She gets the child, and I must pay maintenance exactly. and uh, so forth. And at the end of the day, she got uh, Rule 43 laid against me, whereas I must almost give them <laughs> a, a third of my salary, more than a third, and that's expecting me to still be able to pay all of my you know, monthly expenses, all the mm. debt, everything, and she's just wasting the money away. She, I'm a third marriage, by the way, and... Uh, uh, second hus- uh, husband, she had a child with him as well, and she's keeping the child from him and his family as, you know, as well. And yeah, yeah same it's incredible. It's, it's no, one, no it's... one in my family can even see my daughter. My lawyer mm. told me that she, well, yeah, she can't really help me because she doesn't know the uh, children's laws and what that what. And so she advised me to just go ahead and. <laughs> pay the maintenance or get locked up. Um, Uh, Bruno, if if it's any consolation, your child will grow up to know that uh, you did your best. 
Yeah, but you know what? That's the thing. And I haven't stopped fighting for my child. Yeah. She's only three and a half years old. They and told so me that shouldn't. only up until she's four years old, um, I would be able to speak to her or yeah. see her. I can't speak to her. I can see her on a daily basis every second weekend. I don't even live in the same town. Sure. My wife left town, moved to another town. Um, she left the job, yeah. Went and found a job in another, in another town. Yeah. And yeah, she, she can just do whatever she likes. Thank and you. It's, it's ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing with us. Part of what we're doing, this is therapy on its own um, because you have a platform to just vent out and, and um, say it out loud. Uh, an SMS uh, from PM in Transguy says, I only started seeing and accessing my daughter uh, this year only despite maintaining her for 16 years Jeez. after my divorce. She's now 18. Uh, she says she was told that I didn't love her. And I was a bad person. And there's no justice for fathers. The law is never on our side as dads. Wow. Right. Avila in Alwal North. Uh, good afternoon. Hello, this is Griselda. How are you today? I'm sad on behalf of fathers who love their children but don't have access. This is Griselda, as I'm listening to this show, I want to promise you that I'm sobbing because I have been waiting for a moment like this where we could be had. Mm-hmm. I have the same situation in Madame. I, uh, there's nothing that I did. I even went to the prosecutor, whereby I told him, can you intervene to this person? Mm-hmm. In fact, in my case, it's not even the mother of the child. It's the grandmother of the child, because oh, the mother uh, happened to go and sit in Deben and had another child. Apparently, I don't know whether the grandmother expected me to marry the daughter, of which, when we got the child, we were not, we were never even um, in a relationship. Mm. And then what happened is that I got married. After I got married, things became sour. You know, and there was a point in time where I could be told that the only thing that was expected of me was to give out money. Mm. And I promise you that that I have done, because even after I I went to the prosecutor, the only thing that ended happening in that particular conversation was me paying more money uh, than having the access. It was me who went and said, can you intervene here? I need to see my daughter. Mm-hmm. I can't live without my daughter. I loved the, the day I had that the mother was pregnant and I've been with her and with, with not being having access to her. Uh, it, it nearly destroyed my life. You know, mm-hmm. there was a time when I was so distraught even in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to God for my wife because you know, I felt like she was feeling like she's the reason why uh, 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 my life has been made so difficult. Because, and I told her, and I, and she loves my daughter to bits, but 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 just because of those particular kind of circumstances, mm-hmm. for some reason I couldn't get hold of my child. And at this point in time, I'm paying for everything: the school, the clothes. Uh, there's money that is demanded from me. Mm. Sometimes mm. they just phone. Sometimes they want more money. But the only thing that I cannot get is to have access on her. And and now she's growing. And I tried to talk to her that you have been made to hate me because I grew up without my father. Oh. And when I discovered when I when I made a contact with my with my with my stepmother later when, after I got married because I needed to know people from my father's side. Mm. And I was told that my mother. Ne- who passed away never wanted me to have contact with my father because she believed that I was going to go and leave her. So now it so must it must really break you to do the same to your child without. Uh, I mean, this is 
Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for sharing your story. I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface. Uh, we need another conversation. We need, um, I don't know whether it's just going to be just round two, but we need to deepen this conversation without uh, focusing on who gets hit, how we, but rather look at uh, the impact this is going to have on children. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for sharing your stories. Uh, so what would be justice for you as we conclude this conversation? I, I think it will be fair if the court will give me like a fair chance to to represent my case, because uh, even when I went to, I went to the court, I, I said, okay, if if I'm if she really really believes that I'm the bad father, because mm-hmm. she 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 threw a lot of accusations when we first visited the court. I said, that if the court proves that I'm 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 really a bad father, mm-hmm. that, that's fine. Take the kids away from me, because I, I I am bad. But you can't just take them and uh, and I don't even get any feedback yeah. of what it is. Right now, I, I think I've I've went to I went like three four times. Mm-hmm. They say no, we'll come back. N- no social worker has contacted me. N- none, none whatsoever. And I even raised an issue with one social worker. I said, reverse the situation. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Sbusi, so for allowing us to tap into your story. And I think, uh, I hope that uh, you will find some recourse and uh, we need to have this conversation more. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll share your details for anyone who would like to just uh, have a conversation with you and maybe help um, you access your children. Thank you very much. Uh, that's Sbusi Kheta. Goodness, Anonymous. Um, I, you know, I, I keep looking at your name and I'm tempted to <laughs> so <laughs> what would be a recourse for you what would be justice for you simple recourse as laid out by the children's actor mm. joint shared parenting rights it's the only way for and you don't you're not saying I want love backs it's the, not not at all um, quite the contrary. I don't think that you come back from this in a in a relationship perspective, which is which is really unfortunate. But for me, is the court simply to apply the law as it is, mm-hmm. and the law as it is says co-parenting rights, and that this in no way can be seen as the detriment mm-hmm. a detriment to a child. And again, listening to these fathers phoning in, you know, uh, and you I, were emotional then. Well, we were. I am, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know I feel the the pain and the emotion of it, and also you know us fathers need to watch ourselves in our in our use of language. We mm-hmm. are allowed to see our children yeah. we are offered visitation rights the, mm. these are all wrong terminologies we we shouldn't be allowed access to our own children it is a right. or offered it is a it's right a that responsibility we have. as well absolutely and and the money the money is used as a as a combative tool if a, sure. if a father is not paying he can't see his children it's as simple as that if we if we were working on co-parenting rights each parent mm-hmm. is contributing their responsibility to their child there'd be no need to have the maintenance battles that we see in our courts well we'll watch your case with with keen interest and uh, wishing you the best of luck and hopefully it gets resolved sooner than later. And Your th- son needs you. Yeah, and thank you for having fathers on. It's been awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much for the conversation. Coming up next, let's uh, look at a do-good initiative and looking at uh, schooler, uh, scholar patrollers uh, performing an important uh, public service by controlling traffic. We did talk about this last week, um, but there's more.